The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 63. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Before we jump into the show, I want to let everyone know that you can go over to sqpn.com slash merch, and there you can pick up all the SQPN merch, including uh, Secrets of Stargate, Secrets of Star Wars, Secrets of Star Trek, uh, Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World, and all the shows at StarQuest. Today we are discussing the 21st episode of Season 3, Crystal Skull. You want to give us a rundown of this episode, Victor? Yes. Indiana Jones teams up with Mutt Williams to... Oh, wait, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong Crystal Skull. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait. There's, there's no Indiana Jones movie called it Crystal Skull. That, that movie doesn't exist. About? No, it does not. <laughs> yeah, I, I ordered the complete Indiana Jones DVD set, and it came with three pretty good movies and a, and a coaster for my drink. So there you go. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyways, there's intrigue on P7X377 as the Mount Probe discovers an ancient Mayan pyramid, which is over 1,000 meters high. And within the giant neutrino-filled cavern inside, alone on a pedestal, sits a crystal skull, not unlike the one Daniel Jackson's own grandfather, Nicholas Ballard, discovered in Belize in 1971. Grandpa Nick believed that when he looked into the eyes of the skull, he was transported to an alien world and giant aliens spoke to him. And then he went crazy. Meanwhile, SG-1 visits the Pyramid Cavern to investigate, and as Daniel looks into the eyes of the skull, muon radiation begins to build in the cavern. Daniel doesn't respond to calls to evacuate, so Teal blasts the skull with his at gun, and Daniel is knocked unconscious, disappears from sight, and everyone gates back home without him. Again. Only this time they all have acute radiation poisoning. <laughs> Eventually, Teal revisits the planet to collect the crystal skull in order to determine what happened to Daniel. Daniel figures out that Teal can't see him and follows him back through the gate. At the SGC, Siler and Rothman team up to try and figure out how the skull works, and Daniel comes to terms with the fact that he is, for all intents and purposes, a ghost. Eventually, SG-1 decides to visit Nicholas Ballard in his insane asylum, or mental institution, uh, sorry, I uh, didn't mean to be, uh, yeah, but Nick can see and hear Daniel, but thinks he's a hallucination, so he doesn't mention this until the start of the final act. Nick, Daniel, and SG-1 revisit the planet, place the skull back on the pedestal, and when Daniel looks into the eyes, Everyone but Teal'c becomes invisible, the giant aliens appear, and they choose Nick to stay behind and learn from the giant aliens, while everyone else presumably becomes visible again and goes home. That pretty much sums it up, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of plot going on in this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was 50% of a good episode and 50% of terrible episode. That's how I would say that wasn't too bad. Yeah. I wouldn't give it that bad. I mean, it wasn't that bad. But. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the episode, Father Corey? 
You know, I, this is one of these I like. I mean, yeah, it, it's not the most hardcore episode by any stretch of the imagination, but it, it's it's all right. I mean, it's this is no different than the you know Star Trek the transporter malfunction and so and so is out of phase. How they didn't drop out of the ship is another story. You know that kind of episode, but yeah. you know it, it's it's not it's not a bad episode. I mean, I mean after all, we find out according to Jack that Nintendo's passed through everything. So I mean, you know, make sure you throw your <laughs> yep. Nintendos at someone so it can pass through them, but. Beyond that, I mean, it's 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 okay. It's, it's a fine episode. I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. My my biggest issue was the actor they cast for Daniel's grandfather. That was really where it, it fell off for me. Hmm. What about you, Lisa? Um, I asked my teens today about this one, and they said, "Oh, it's another episode where Daniel does something he shouldn't be doing." <laughs> And then they spend the whole episode trying to right the wrong that Daniel did. So I thought that was a very interesting way to look that's at it. That's a good summary. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think Teal kind of... There's not a lot of Daniel love in my house. <laughs> I think Teal bears actually, some of the responsibility really, in this one. I really like this episode. I um, I can see what you're saying, Jack, about the actor. Just just the, the, the slowness of his acting or like he's not doesn't really care all the time. But I, I took that as like, he's supposed to be mentally unstable or mm-hmm. thinks he is. Um, but I actually think it's the dialogue is written pretty well for this. You have some really nice back and forth and quips. And for such a plot heavy episode, I felt like it kept moving. Mm-hmm. You didn't, I mean, you didn't get, you're not, there's so many that we'd like, oh gosh, it was so boring. No, this was, it kept moving. It was mm-hmm. fun. We got a little more of Dr. Rothman, which I really don't need, but (laughs) with him and his Afrin, seriously, right? (laughs) But it was, it was fun. I, I, I like this. Yeah, it was, it was funny to see Dr. Rothman back and just how incredibly inept he was. And so it, it really makes sense that he's not going to go far in this organization. It's like, oh yeah, it's right though. It was made in China. I'm sure it was made in China, you know, something like that. Yeah. But I mean, he was right. The skull itself is just a skull, right? I mean, by itself, it doesn't do anything. And so he was right about that. But I did agree with Sergeant Siler's assessment that you're probably going to get fired. Yeah. Yeah. Siler doesn't like you. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. No. What about you, Victor? Yeah. This is, this is one of the episodes that I remembered being kind of dull and slow paced. And I wasn't really looking forward to watching it again. And maybe it's because now that we're watching all of these in sequence and we have to watch some of the truly like dull and slow paced ones, this one, I, I liked it a lot more this time around. I mean, I even liked, uh, 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 Jan, uh, Rubes as uh, Nicholas Ballard. I thought he was, you know, the, the old guy who he sees Daniel, but he doesn't know if he's hallucinating and he's just kind of this, he's kind of, you know, the earnest, uh, little field of this episode. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's, I, I really, I really in, enjoyed it. I think they cover a lot of ground. Um, you know, it's just a very comfy, cozy, uh, episode there. Um, there's a lot of like fun little, uh, in jokes and continuity goofs we can get into and stuff with this one, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I almost feel like I, I really like the concept of him, like having to communicate with his grandfather who he's estranged from and they don't really have a good relationship, but I wish I wish we'd had some of that built up previously. So it made it what might, might have like meant more or even it would have been cool. And of course this wouldn't work because his parents got 
squished by the the rock um by the styrofoam <laughs> i'm sorry uh but you can have like maybe like his curse you jake hey yeah. i'm team jake it's okay jake, yeah um, <laughs> have them be one of the ones who was actually brought back like maybe i don't know i'm just thinking of like an alternate episode where maybe they were actually trapped in this alternate timeline and gets to reunite with his parents or something that really would have had more impact to the character rather than introducing this character and then having it pay off at the end. And a character we don't see ever again. So right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I did kind of like that. His grandfather had this crazy thing happen to him and had this experience of aliens and no one believes him. And he is ruined scientifically. He's this, you know, archeologist and all that are, obviously archaeologist explorer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's that parallel that the same thing happened to Daniel yeah. with, you know, the aliens mm-hmm. only on this one, they expanded his theory in the movie. It was just that the pyramids were built by aliens possibly. And then in this one, he actually said that they were landing sites for the alien yep. ships. So, mm-hmm. you know, and no one believed him and he was tossed out academically, blah, blah. So I thought that was kind of a nice parallel and the fact that neither one believed the other. Right. It's kind right. of a Yeah, it's like Daniel didn't believe that he had seen aliens and, and he mm-hmm. Nick didn't believe that Daniel thought that the pyramids were used as docking stations for the aliens. And it turns out both were right. And that, that of course, right. they, they, yeah. they, they mentioned that in the episode. It's like, we're both right. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and Nick does, Grandpa Nick does apologize for not you know, adopting Daniel after his parents got squished because he was so wrapped up in his theories and stuff. And you can totally see Daniel not adopting, you know, if he had a niece or nephew that needed, you know, he wouldn't do it either because he's so wrapped up in, Mm -hmm. you know, what he's doing. But we do get some, one of the things I did like about this episode, and this is where watching it, you know, on, on high, you know, bigger TVs now with the ability to to pause and stuff, we get that Mm -hmm. slideshow at the beginning where they're showing all the different crystal skulls. And if you pause and read, it's actually quite humorous. Oh. One of them, they show, you pause it, it says, it's the uh, chimichanga uh, skull uh, excavation. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. chimichanga, not a place. It's, it's a food. And then um, another one is referred to as, uh, as the Los Lobos skull. Great After band. the band. Oh. Yep. yep. And, then, and then you get a paragraph of text and it says, you know, this skull is diff- uh, difficult to quantify, you know, because we don't know what it's made of. And this is attributable to the... Uh, to the you know to mistakes on the part of the compiler of this database so it's like the person preparing the slides is just like saying we don't know what this one is because yeah yeah because the person putting this database together is incompetent so so that that part yeah so that was that was pretty fun whenever a bunch of text appears on the screen you have to to pause it and read it it, you know, it is, it is amazing the amount of detail they put into some of these shows knowing that at the time this was coming out a lot of people still had the old crt Televisions. I mean, they might yep. have been good CRT televisions. They might have been, you know, higher end, like the Sony Trentrons and things like that. But they weren't, you know, 1080p or 4K TVs like we have today. No, it's fun to see. Like, you look back at a lot of shows and they'll put in all these in-jokes in the on-screen displays or in the text that you would not be able to pick mm-hmm. up at the time. Like, I think there's an episode of, uh, and they actually had to deal with this in when they did the remastering of Next Generation. Because there's right. so many in jokes, including things that they could not show on screen because it was obscene or it was copyrighted mm-hmm. um, on like the L cars displays that they would show. And then when they went yeah. and did the whole remastering where they put in HD, they had to go in and actually change what was on the display because it was either copyrighted. <laughs> like 
one of them was all the crew of a ship were just characters from Doctor Who, and another one was like a bunch of obscene. <laughs> oh, I want to know which one that was. That's cool. <laughs> I'll have to find it out. But it was like all the different like actors who played the Doctor were the crew of the ship. Um, and then another one oh, was yeah. like stuff they couldn't broadcast on TV. But again, when you got it's four eighty, well, you're not going to see. That, it. I mean, that's that's like there's a. a episode later coming on the, the time loop episode where uh, Jack and Tilk are caught in a time loop. And, you know, one of the things is Jack is learning Latin and the author of it is Joseph Malzani, who of course was oh, yeah. Dr. Joseph Malzani, who of course is one of the, you know, the executive producers of SG one, mm-hmm. you know, think little details like that, that you, you might not have noticed on a regular TV, but of course on, you know, as you're watching on high definition or you're watching it on, um, you know, on, on your computer or whatever through streaming, it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, I know that name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially nowadays with the, the fact that you can just copy and paste the text right from your screen and search it. Yeah, exactly. I think they did a really good job with the crystal skull prop itself. Mm-hmm. This is back before, you know, Dan Aykroyd came out with his vodka. So you couldn't just grab a vodka bottle and chop the top off of it. He uh, <laughs> was, was selling crystals. I didn't know that he, he yeah, was, was. He was selling crystal skull vodka for a while. Yeah. I've seen it. I'd seen it. I just yeah. didn't know it was him. Yeah, I don't think, but I kind of <laughs> want to buy a bottle just because it looks so cool. They're cool looking. bottles. Yeah. They really are. I never got one, but they, they are cool looking bottles. Only uh, then we get this moment where Teal goes to retrieve the skull with like a little yellow pelican, you know, hard case that is clearly too small to contain the skull. So whenever <laughs> whenever they show him putting the skull into the case, he can't close it completely. And yep. so he's running off with this case that's half open. And then in the next scene, they've taken the skull out and closed the case. But it happens like three times in the episode. If you yeah, watch like like the, this, yeah, the skull's like he's running around with this open case. And then in the next scene, it's too small. And you're like, well. Maybe it is bigger on the inside, so. Hey, there you go. I like Look how, uh, so, yeah, when they get to the planet, uh, they go into the massive pyramid through the big walkway, and I really liked all that, like the, like the It looked great. They did. Yeah, it looked mm-hmm. really good. It was cool to see. I liked the whole environment. It kind of, it almost reminded me of, like, Mist or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I want, I want there to be a point-and-click adventure game based on this planet. Um, But, you know. You know, I will say, you know, of course, the th- big thing now is they do the uh, virtual sets where yeah. they've got just basically a room where it's got all, you know, high definition screens around. And frankly, this looked as good when they were sitting in that temple. Yeah. It looked as good as some of those virtual sets do. I mean, it's really impressive what yeah, they were able really to do for that. being 30 years yeah. ago, almost 25, 30 years ago. That the first time when they come back and they're all walking through it again. It, yeah. it, they think they cheaped out towards the end, but this the first time when they show it, they're like doing the camera movements and they're tracking the CG with the camera and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that that was really hard to do when not everything was computer controlled and um and that looks that looks really good. Well, but then at the end course, when they're showing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, se- the second time, of course, they've got the, the 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 CGI alien that they had to add in there too, and that that really threw it off. Oh yeah, he's awesome though. I love how, like, for the time it looked amazing, but again, yeah, for the time, but. <laughs> The best part is like he comes out and he does his impressive like like alien talking and then like the the humans have to talk for a little while and the alien they show the cut of the alien in the background and he's like paying attention to him for a minute and then he just t- kind of starts to spin around <laughs> and like go off and do his own thing. I'm bored. In the background. Let me know yeah. when you want to talk to me again. No, I was like, I was like, I feel you, giant this? alien. Yeah. I like how did y'all he's... see who did his voice? Hmm? Oh, I did not. Did y'all see who did his voice? Hmm. It was Christopher Judge. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder oh, if that's it was. Funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's done a lot of voice acting. Like he's a uh, Kratos and all the gods of uh, God of War games. So yep. yeah, done a lot of that. Well, and then I was wondering, like old theater trick, did they have to like get him off the like you leave, and then like all of a sudden he's doing the voice of the alien? And I was like, no, 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 they could have just overdubbed it. They didn't need <laughs> yeah. him to leave to do the voice of the they, alien. They right? would have just had some guy, you know, some yeah. you know assistant yeah, right. or whatever read the lines while they're on or filming yeah so i like how it's the first time they go into the pyramid daniel has is told them this whole history of his uh grandfather nick with the crystal skull and all that and he's like he looked right into the eyes and he disappeared and the first thing daniel does is go up to the skull and stare right into the eyes it's like you knew not to that's do what, that because that's what daniel does yeah. yes <laughs> Yeah, he's just asking. Oh, if it it. works. (laughs) And this is another Daniel is dead or is he episode? I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like they, yeah, they don't even entertain the thought that he's dead this time because they know he's not. I mean, they're like he probably was transported someplace or you know, you know. But I think Teal kind of bears some of the responsibility for shooting the like clearly alien device with an energy weapon when it's doing something you don't know what it's doing i mean it could have like <laughs> like made it go nuclear or something and yeah they're dealing with like high levels of, high levels of a uh, radiation so who knows but hey did y'all notice that so daniel disappears don't know where he is we got to work to get him back and this is well, i don't know four or five episodes after 100 days where you know Carter worked through the night for a hundred days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, and they, 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 they so called that out too, yeah. where it's like, Jack is like, Oh, I'm going home. Go bed. Right. And Daniel's like, I would have stayed up all night for you. Right. <laughs> You're not working through the night. Yeah. Y'all don't really miss me. Huh? I think they just missed yeah. this with Daniel. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, they even make a joke. Don't they? I can't remember what it is about. Did you did you feel something? And then they were, they, but they then you know he's sitting there waiting like oh they really just, they can feel my presence him. yeah yeah and they were like eh or it was something yeah. I ate whatever well there there was when he when he followed uh, Tilk back through the the Stargate and literally the Stargate shuts off as he walks through it yeah like he yeah. jumps out of it and immediately it shuts off it's like <laughs> hey it's like hey wait a second <laughs> yeah. We get some good, some good uh, Jack lines. He's not the central of this, but when they first walk into the pyramid and he's like, can you imagine heating this place? Uh, yeah. Some good, uh, some good moments with Jack and Fraser as they're recovering from, from, you know, being poisoned by the radiation. And uh, he calls her a Napoleonic power monger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I love it after uh, uh, Nick reveals that he can see Daniel and they're sitting in the conference room. And, and of course they don't believe. And it's like, Jack, don't be an ass. Yeah. Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like they kind of moved to that conclusion too quickly. Like they went straight from we don't know where Daniel is to his he he can talk to his grandfather and here he is. Like I feel like they could have maybe done a little bit more with that, but I understand like what the constraints you have, forty five minutes, you know. But Yeah. Well they, they had they, to move they, on to the they, next and they did the old thing of that Daniel happened to be in there when when uh, General Hammond became Teddy Bear Grandpa Hammond, you know, and could d- describe the whole conversation, you know. Yeah. Talking to his granddaughters on the red phone. Yep. And I, exactly. I think we get a joke about this later on where someone's like, like one of the evil colonels we get later walks in and says like, 
And if you don't agree with my orders, you can just like press press speed dial on no, that, that red phone of yours. Earlier was that, pr- that was previously? Earlier. Oh, okay. That was when Jack when Jack was gonna you know ratting out NID, and he uh, oh he that's said, right. Well, you just press press the first button on your phone. And he's like my granddaughter. Oh, uh, uh, okay. The about it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we already got that. Yep. Nice. Oh boy. But um, yeah, I did like the moments where. It's it's been like a day and a half, and finally Daniel figures out that his grandfather can see him, and it's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, like I thought you were a hallucination. And he's like, you're not hallucinating. And he says, well, hallucinations always say that, which is <laughs> not this uh, time, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, uh, no, yeah, I like that, and it's it's funny, like his his grandfather almost, like he seems like he's not all there, but it almost seems like he just is just done with everything. Yep. Just tired, yeah. They did say he checked himself in, and so that was probably like, you know, depending on when that happened, like if Daniel wasn't speaking to him and he had no family, I mean, and no reputation, yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, definitely would uh, <laughs> put a damper on all those kind of relationships, but exactly. I like, uh, yeah, I want to, this is one of the things I want to see more of is like, you get these big planets with these strange civilizations and you don't really know a lot about them and it'd be cool to see like what else have they done are they branching out in the universe at all because i would assume that the aliens probably know the stargate is there have they not investigated it at all like you don't really get any anything filled in on that but that's just cool to speculate yeah, about. well they're enemies of the gould we know that right well and, and because we, we know that they've had some interaction with earth because they speak mayan yeah. You know, so does that mean they dealt with the Mayan culture when this, the Earth Stargates were available? That is true, yeah. I mean, did they pick that did they pick that language up from the people or did they give that language to the people? Right. Exactly. So, yeah, a lot a lot goes unanswered in this as I, I don't think we see these uh No, we we don't see the, the 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 smoke alien CGI ever again. I don't remember for sure, but I don't think so. Yeah, we don't see Nick anymore either. And uh, it's kind of neat that now he's like out of phase with our reality. He doesn't need to eat or sleep. And so like they don't yeah. need to worry about feeding him on the planet. He just kind of exactly. hangs out there learning from the giant aliens for a while. Doesn't have to change his clothes. Doesn't have to do any of that kind of stuff. He's good. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> how that all works, because I would assume if you're out of phase with our reality, you're still real on some level of existence so do you not need any sort of sustenance or anything but is it out of phase or is it something you know in another dimension? Oh, or yeah yeah he's on a higher plane he maybe maybe it's more like being a ghost really than being out of phase half half ascended yeah <laughs> now i did see that we hear about the giant aliens again in season 10 but i couldn't remember i oh. don't remember much about season 10 to be honest with you <laughs> It's, it, I hate to say, it, as much as I love this series, season 10 is kind of forgettable. <laughs> a blur. Okay, anyone listening, <laughs> leave us a comment. Exactly. <laughs> if, if you remember these giant aliens mentioned in season 10. <laughs> and be sure to listen when we uh, get around to recording season 10. That's right. We'll make- yeah, that's right. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Quetzal- oh, so he was Quetzalcoatl. Okay. I, I didn't pick up that that's who it was supposed to be. Mm. Hmm. Oh yeah, did they mention his? I don't think they mentioned. No, they didn't. So I don't know. Maybe, 
No, they didn't give him any kind of name or anything like that. He was just the smoke smoke alien. He was yeah, okay. Base hmm. model, 3D guy. Turn the transparency on. There you go. Yep. There, there was some good humor in this. I get a kick out of O'Neill's like, oh, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm going to get out of bed and immediately face plants on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was and a funny moment. picks him up and just strolls him on the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when he says, oh, uh, Frazier was right. And what does Silk say? Generally, she is about yeah. these matters. She normally yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I like that physical humor. That was nice. Yep. I also like that uh, Jack says something nice about Daniel in the presence of Daniel without him knowing that Daniel's actually there. Mm-hmm. He's like, Daniel's the only one who can solve this. Yeah. If Daniel was there to yeah. I kind of doubt he would have said that if Daniel had been there. Yeah, well, it helped the team to get a taste of uh, what alternate Daniel would be like if they didn't have Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. That, that I was I was done. <laughs> Again, Rothman wasn't wrong about anything. <laughs> it's just a normal crystal skull. <laughs> he didn't exactly look for answers, but I mean... <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think I think probably it, uh, was collecting his uh, severance pay pretty soon after this. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's yeah. He sticks around a little bit longer, but I think we see him again. Don't yep. We? Really? On the Unas yeah, episode, shocking. I think. Yeah. I, I just I get a kick though. The Siler plays just like completely out of character, but he's in this. You know, mm-hmm. just you know, kind of you know, be kind of a punchline of like, yeah, you're gonna be fired. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And is this well, the? Oh, good. Why was Siler the one helping Rothman? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Does anyone know what Siler's job actually is? He's, he's a technician. He's just yeah, he's a tech sergeant. Yeah. Like, okay. He does what I do at my job, which is everything that people need you to do whenever they need you to uh, do it. In the military, yeah. they always put on at the end of your job description and other details as assigned. Yep. That's literally yeah. his job description. <laughs> other details as assigned. <laughs> Yeah, so Carter's in the infirmary and can't science stuff, and so they just need someone to hook electrodes up to the skull and see what happens. And that's Siler. He's good at hooking and electrodes sit, up to things. And, and yeah. sit there with the laptop. Yeah. yeah. He's playing Galaga. I think we get... No notices. Yeah. <laughs> and is is this the first appearance of Teal'c's fedora that we get? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thought, no, you're you're right. This is the first because you you would usually wear like a stocking cap or something. Yeah, or something. Yes, yeah. so I think this might be the first uh, f- appearance the, of his fedora. The, the brown the brown suit with the fedora. Yep. Like, it. like how the nurse asks, "Are you close? Or are you close with uh, him?" And Joke says, "Not at all." And then the other three say, <laughs> "Extremely, <laughs> yeah." Oh, did that nurse look familiar? Because I, oh. I'm pretty sure that she is the one in season who says and we're walking oh <laughs> in 2010 i don't remember that oh really she is walking. airman in all the chain reaction and redemption part two and sight unseen uh, no that's not it then and lieutenant mm-hmm. rush huh that, that sounds like a, a like a tour guide type yeah, from when they are in the future and they go visit the Stargate. They oh, from visit the, the 2010 SG-1. episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, thinking- that's that's immediately what I thought of when I heard her speak was that maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, she's in four <laughs> other episodes. So. Yeah, she, she's not in the 2010 episode, no. 
Can't wait till we get to that episode. That's such a fun episode. Right. Does it take place in the year 2010? Yep. Or Which is kind of weird if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, why speaking of the space odyssey now? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or uh, Space 1999, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I did notice, though, that, like, so they haven't, like, let Nick in on anything, right? And they're supposed to keep it a secret. And yet in the very next scene after Tilk's wearing the fedora, I think it might even be in the hospital room. Like he has his yeah. hat off and has his symbol yeah. right there, which. You know. Maybe he but, just says like he did in 1969. What was yeah. it? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a symbol of, of uh, servitude to false gods. Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> That's what the kids are doing these days. Yeah. He did it for uh, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three dances you can do for the giant space aliens. Mm. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of uh, like vintage uh, old PlayStation One games uh, recently, nice. and that uh, that smoke alien at the very end, the Quetzalcoatl, like just looked like something right out of like one of the old Tomb Raider games. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. Uh, and if you're playing old PlayStation One games, uh, one you need to check out is called a uh, Broken Helix. It takes place in uh, Area 51 base, which is very reminiscent of Stargate Command. And um, there's branching storylines where the government might be involved in conspiracy. There might be aliens. You have to decide if you're going to help the aliens or the government. And uh, the main character is voiced by Bruce Campbell. So, Oh, Oh, cool. Yeah, check that one out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's this great, there's this great, uh, uh, Game Boy game that's being developed or has been developed that's yeah. related yeah. to something close to Stargate. Someone we might know it might be working yeah. on it. Yeah, and I think we actually do have the Crystal Skull in there in uh, in Daniel's office if you get far enough in the game. So nice. look for that on, I think it's like lambs.itch.io lams.itch.io and I'll finish that eventually. Just need to <laughs> get back to it here. Did, did we, um, I dropped out for a little bit. So did we talk about uh, General Hammond and being super sweet with his granddaughters? Yeah, we, we talked about Teddy we Bear General Hammond. Hammond. That was okay. uh, that was my favorite part of the whole episode is yeah. seeing him just completely flip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also that and he I mentions that the... Daniel is a close friend. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think the daughter, his granddaughter's names, Ky- Kayla and Tessa. Tessa are somebody, one of the producer's uh, children's name. Hmm. Nice. I read that somewhere. I'll have to go back and look. Hmm. It's always fun to see those kind of Easter eggs they got in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm sorry. I can't come to your play. One of our actors is being difficult, and we need to do a 17th take. All because someone, I'm not naming names, but Richard Dean Anderson thought it would be fun to ad lib. I'm just going <laughs> to, when, when the producers start to write in, you know, their own family drama into the show. Nice. But, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any other uh, thoughts on this episode? Nothing else here. Yeah, I, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, mostly because... Uh, Victor, you told me it was a terrible episode, but I actually ended up enjoying it. I've, I've come around on that. I, I was all, I, and I was like watching this. I was like, 
And and I don't know if it's because, like I said, we were watching them all now back to back and maybe that colors my perception of it. But like whenever this one would just come on or be on, I'd be like, oh, that one again with the old guy. But, you know, he's actually he's actually more delightful than I remember him being in this. So, yep, yeah, maybe maybe we've all just grown and changed. I think so. In the last Mm. 20 something years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We've seen worse. It's kind of like realizing the older you get. uh the inner light episode of TNG is actually not that good. Well, I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. That's another argument for another day. That's another podcast argument. I wasn't a fan when it came out because it like interrupted a whole bunch of like Romulan and Borg intrigue that was going on. True. And, you know, it's like, eh. you didn't like it before. Yeah. It was cool to not like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Victor is, is the uh, edgy one here, right? Yeah. Always, always dissenting opinion. I have my, you can't see it, but I have my baseball cap on backwards here. <laughs> and I, yeah. Got a skateboard over his shoulder. Yeah, I do. What's, what's up, fellow young people? Yeah. <laughs> He's dabbing yeah. over uh, this I'm dabbing, yeah. Because yep. yeah. <laughs> I think that's still a thing, right? Uh, don't oh, yeah. Me. I don't even think it was a thing yeah. in the first place. He's, he's planking. I'm flossing, yeah. <laughs> Planking and flossing all through the episode. Oh, I was flossing the other day. You were? Yeah, I was. Are you good at it? my teeth. Like, I was doing I the, can't. Yeah, I can't no, do it. I was, I oh, no, I have a video of me doing do it. I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not going to go. I wouldn't <laughs> last five minutes in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, yes, on that note, uh, you should all... Uh, <laughs> Join us over at sqpn.com slash discord where you can keep this party rolling uh, at the uh, the Stargate uh, channel over there. It's a lot of fun, so come join us. And before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Donna C., Pat D., Laura M., John and Mary, and Claire L. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, the final episode of Season 3, Nemesis. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And now we must wait for the giant aliens. <laughs> Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think?